0: Praise the Lord and thank you for tuning in to Narda Goodson Ministries Teaching Broadcast. I am Narda Goodson, your host, and today I have a word from the Lord uh, for you and this word will transform your life if you apply the teachings and the principles of God's word through faith and obedience. Amen. Father, I thank you for releasing your anointing and your word today. Lord, I thank you for the hearers. I thank you that they will not only just hear, but they will also be doers of your word. Father, I thank you that you will seal this word as we give ourselves to you in Yeshua's name, the name that is above every name. Amen. Tonight's lesson is entitled, Gethsemane's Butterfly. Gethsemane's Butterfly. And when you think about butterflies, what do you think about what mental uh, image first enters your thought life when you think about butterflies? Because I know when I think about butterflies, my first initial thoughts are about how graciously they soar in the air. I think about their uh, uniqueness and, and their grace and, and their beautiful colors. I think about the, their wings, the sizes of their wings and how they differ from one another. And, and really, even how such a delicate creature can exist amidst the harshness of weather conditions and all those predators living uh, out there you know but to be honest when we first think about butterflies I don't think we really give it much thought to their actual beginnings do we 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 never really take the time to see what it cost them to get there. We, we, don't, we don't know the pain and the trauma and the drama they had to endure to get to this beautiful stage of what we get to see today all around us. And isn't that just like human nature? Isn't that just like us? As we look around us and see others, we tend to see their beauty and how they are prospering and shining and and how they're you know being successful and joyful in what they're doing while we struggle and seem to be confined within the midst of our own harshness and pain in my research i found that there are Oh my gosh, many different types of butterflies around the world. There are hundreds of different sizes and colors, and it's just amazing. But as beautiful as they are today, I want to tap into a very unfamiliar, unknown butterfly. I want to talk about her, and she's called Gethsemane's Butterfly. And this butterfly is unlike any other butterfly in the world. And at the end of this lesson, my prayer is that you will understand why Gethsemane's butterfly is so unique and and why she is so precious, amen? Earlier this week, uh, I had a conversation, or I had a, actually a brief dialogue over the air with another radio host, a colleague of mine uh, from the Favor Zone, Elder Neville Doug- uh, Douglas. God bless you, Brother Douglas, if you're listening in, but Elder Neville Ferguson. Amen. Th- those two, they kind of co-host with each other, and, or Elder Douglas co-hosts with um, Elder Neville. So... Um, It was easy for me to mix that up. But anyway, uh, Elder Neville and I had a brief dialogue about the caterpillar transitioning. And so I'd like to take a little journey into the life of a caterpillar in its transition process to the beautiful butterflies we see around us today, okay? The word transition is the operative word. And transitions means the process or the period in time of changing from one state or condition to another. Transition means the process or the period of changing from one state or condition to another. And in the, cat, in the case of the caterpillar's transition, before she is transformed into a butterfly, she has to go through a very harsh, a, a rigorous process called metamorphosis. And just what is metamorphosis? Well, metamorphosis is the process of transforming, now listen to this, from an immature form to an adult form in two or more distinct stages. I'm gonna repeat that. Metamorphosis is the process of transformation from an immature form to an adult form in two or more distinct stages. And this is so key to this lesson. There are actually four stages in the metamorphosis of butterflies. You have the egg, you have the larva, which is also the caterpillar, and then you have the pupa, chrysalis uh, or you know and cocoon the cocoon is the home and and then you have the adult butterfly in stage one is the egg stage and the eggs are laid on plants by the adult female butterfly and this is uh the birthing this is the beginning of this beautiful creation and and this is the beginning of the real you your purpose and beginning of the season of life you see, God implanted you through the seed of your father and into your mother's belly. God created you with a divine intent, uh, purpose to fulfill on on His earth. First Peter two nine says, "But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession." Imagine that—you are God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Amen. And so now that you have been implanted, now that you have been laid out in your mother's seed and your mother's womb, uh, and, and the eggs have been laid on this plant, Then there's that second stage, and it's the caterpillar stage, also known as the larva stage. And this stage is a very, very important stage. It is also uh, known as the feeding stage. The caterpillar will spend most of his beginnings on the ground he'll be living in the dirt uh, in grass gardens and other woody leafy type areas you'll you'll find him strolling on on leaves and and climbing on you know trees and twigs and 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 eating on leaves the caterpillar is conditioned to eat and just like you and i when we were first born to our parents all we did was eat right before we could ever speak, uh, before having consciousness or thought patterns developed, before running wild and mastering the arts of life, all we could do was eat. All we could do was nurse on our mother's breast. So the caterpillar simply eats during his first beginnings, crawling around in the grass and tree limbs to eat the leaves to sustain himself. So we can see that eating is a very important part of the caterpillar's life, amen? So it's important to eat. It's important that he eats because hear me, people of God, what he eats in his caterpillar stage is what's going to help him build his home later in his transition process as a pupa. Transition is a movement. So a transition, so transition for the caterpillar is unavoidable. Is something that's going to happen, whether he wants it or not, or whether he likes it or not, it's going to happen. Because his crawling caterpillar stage today, who he was created to be in the now, it has a divine schedule appointment, hallelujah, to meet with destiny. Amen. And that is to grow wings and fly in the later. And just you and I, just like this caterpillar, we have been transformed from death unto life glory to God you see saints of God this body will one day transform from mortal to immortality so it is his innate fate to become a butterfly he was created and born to remain he wasn't excuse me he wasn't created and born to remain a caterpillar all of its life He is destined to soar, to ascend, to mount, glory to God, to rise, to fly with wings like an eagle because who he is today is not who he will be tomorrow. God has given us, he's given to us a a biblical concept of transformation within the life of this beautiful, delicate creature. Now, this word transformed in the Greek is metamorpho, and it is used twice that I know of in the Bible. And let's look at these two scriptures here, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, let's read 2 Corinthians 3.18. And that says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed. Now, this is key are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. Both of these verses are referencing about the change that takes place within us when we accept Yeshua as our personal savior. Now we may not see it immediately because it is supernatural, but there is an immediate transformation that happens at the new birth. But the full and final transformation that will occur, that will happen, is when we are raised from the dead and this body takes on immortality, amen? In these two verses that I just read, they are speaking about ongoing transformation. And this is the process within the transition. Now, hear me. This is the process within the transition that happens that happens after we are saved, but before we get to heaven. Amen. So it's kind of like the in-between. Okay. Now, as the, piloter, the, the caterpillar, as he journeys along and is eating all the food he can eat, he begins to look for a place to make his home. And as he does he begins to shed his exoskeleton, the 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 external skeleton that supports and protects him, okay, his outer shell. He begins to shed this. And I think, I believe this happens about five times. Now, when it embarks on a site that it chooses, he then will plunge a mini hook structure found at the end of his belly, just like how, you know, the spider has a spinneret and she spews out that, um, or she spits out the, the silken thread. Well, the, the, the caterpillar will also do the same thing and it will and shoot it into the pad that it chooses. Now, this is an established method that is very dangerous and can even be fatal for the pupa because if he does not grip at the pad fast enough, then he may fall to the ground and die. Listen, friend, the silken thread that the pupa releases out from his belly is the only harness. That holds him upside down in his final stage and just before his breakthrough. And now we have entered into this third stage, the pupa stage. Amen. The transition stage. The pupa spends about two weeks in the chrysalis. He is reformulating. In other words, he is being made over. He is being refashioned to produce the new body, the new legs, the wings, the antenna and, and other vital components of body parts that he is going to need in order to sustain him in his new life. Now understand why I entitled this teaching Gethsemane's Butterfly. Let us recall one of Yeshua's final moments in the Garden of Gethsemane. The Garden of of Gethsemane brings about a major crisis. It is one that will shake us to the very root of our lives. This is what Gethsemane was for the Lord Jesus, and it will be just that for you and for me and for every believer until he returns. Gethsemane means oil press, and in Gethsemane, just like the caterpillar and, and just like Yeshua. You're going to suffer under intense pressure. Luke 22 and verse 44 says, And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. You see, ladies and gentlemen, Gethsemane is a ruthless place. It's not this beautiful place that, you know, when we think about a garden full of all these beautiful flowers and, and, and trees and bushes and roses and butterflies just flying around. Gethsemane is a ruthless place because it's, it's the place where your flesh, where your world and your desires are literally crushed. This is the place where flesh versus spirit. I need you to hear me. Your flesh is going to encounter brutal assaults of every kind in preparation of his crucifixion and death. Just like Yeshua. You see, our Savior, he had to win Gethsemane. He had to win in Gethsemane before he could get the victory of the cross. Just like the caterpillar you will encounter powerful resistance from your insides that refuses to face death and its indescribable loneliness. Mm -hmm. And yet knowing the details, Yeshua knowing the details about what he was going to endure, the Bible records in Matthew 26, and I just read it, and going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed. It doesn't matter what you are going through. You've got to keep going farther. You've got to keep going. Fall. If you're going to fall, fall on your face, fall on your face and pray because I heard my savior say, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me because he was feeling the agony of it, of what he was about to endure. And even enduring at the moment, he said, let this cup, let this suffering, let let this bitter cup pass from me. Nevertheless, he ended it with, nevertheless, not my will be done, but yours. Remember that I said transition is a movement. If the caterpillar does not continue to move toward his purpose, he will die. But his purpose will also die with him. You see, your flesh is going to plunge in full force to wrestle against your spirit. And its only desire, remember that your your flesh is your enemy. And its only desire and goal is to outlive the slaughter so that God's purpose and plan for your life never ever come to fruition. Remember, transition is a movement. So no matter what has happened to you, it doesn't matter what has happened to you you've got to keep going in this journey you've got to keep going in Yeshua you've got to take up your cross and continue to follow him Yeshua had to keep going and he has made it possible for you he has made it possible for me to keep going regardless of what we face today the Bible says his grace is sufficient for you and his strength is perfected in your weakness Listen, friend, the purpose for Gethsemane, here it is right here, is to realize and accept that there, to accept that there is no other way but God's way. Gethsemane's aim is to uproot the old and plant a new way of life because new life, guess what, cannot occur without our cooperation and it cannot occur without dying. The caterpillar at the beginning of his transformation process continues. And then he'll spit out weaves of silk to be used to make the cocoon or his new home. This silk will then harden into a tough shell all around him to protect him from the outside elements. Whatever you are going through, friend, God is using your trials. He's using your pain. He's using your suffering. He's using your, your, your life, ev- the opposition, everything that you are coming up against. He's using all of it to build you from the inside out. And only his word will provide the protection and shelter you need. Just as this pupa is clinging for his life literally clinging by this thread so will you and I have to cling to the word of God we must emit the word out of out of our mouth the word of the lord out of our mouth and by doing so just like the cocoon is going to create uh, just like the caterpillar is going to create for us a cocoon or a shelter to shield us during our transformation process amen isn't this beautiful You see the logos, the written word of God, that's our essential food. And it is what, uh, what will keep us alive during this ongoing transformation in the transition process, just like the caterpillar in his early stages of growth. Guess what? The bread of life, the word of God, we digest. That's going to be the same thing that we will regurgitate, that we will discharge, that we will spit out during our change. I love this. The word chrysalis comes from the Greek word chrysos, which means gold. Even, now check this out, even in the upside down transformation, I've had the privilege of, of uh, seeing, uh, a, you know, complete metamorphosis, uh, a butterfly going through complete metamorphosis. I lost sleep because I, I couldn't, <laughs> I didn't want to miss it. So I had to, I lost some sleep, but I got to witness it. And it is really beautiful, but I found something very amazing that what would appear to be the worst time in the caterpillar's life, the chrysalis is producing a shimmering gold appearance. You see, your pupa stage is going to transform you into his image. If you stay the course, and if you allow the word of God to to govern your life, you're going to reflect the glory of God. Now listen to this, in order to become the butterfly, he was created to be, the caterpillar has to decompose, which means to die. He it literally means to decay, to fall apart in his very essence. He has to fall completely apart. There might be somebody listening in and your life is falling apart right now. I want you to hang on. Matthews 10, 39 says, whosoever finds his life will lose it and whosoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Beloved, we are called to lose our lives for his sake, amen, because in doing so, we are actually going to find it. So the pupa, he has to completely fall apart. He must become devoid of any shape or consciousness. Is there anyone today whose life is being squeezed by problems, pressured by the stress, crushed by discouragement or by depression? Who listening today is in their pupa stage, in this dark, pressing place, this lonely, crushing place? Yes. In a similar way, after we have surrendered our lives to the Lord, God is at work within us. He is changing us to mirror a reflection of his image. Now, of course, this doesn't happen overnight. It happens over a course of time as we learn to respond, as we learn to obey and yield to the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit working within us. Paul, in the book of Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, and this is the adult stage, the fourth stage, the reproductive stage, He wrote, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this tells us that we have to cooperate with God. We have to allow our thoughts, our motives to be governed and molded by something other than worldly influence. And that something else is the word of the Lord. Amen. Because guess what? One day this process is going to complete. It it will complete. The waiting will be over. The extraordinary beauty of this chrysalis life, though restricting and dim, though hard and painful as it can be at times, will finally transform into something majestic and glorious. Hallelujah. In these four stages of metamorphosis, listen, as God's children, as believers, as followers of Yeshua, we have the capacity at every stage of life to change, whether you're just an egg, whether you're the caterpillar or whether you're the pupa going through that rigorous, harsh transformation. Our, we have the ability to change everything pertaining to our life. That includes our behavior, our attitudes, our thought life, our goals, our ambitions. It all has the ability to change. To change and be conformed into the image of our Messiah. And this is what Second Cor- living out Second Corinthians 3.18 is all about. Can you see your life much like a butterfly? How, how many times have our beliefs, our rules and ways of thinking been broken down by our Gethsemane experience? Only for it to be renewed by a new order of God's word. Has your life ever been turned upside down? But because you allow the word of God to dominate your thinking, because you yielded to the Holy Ghost, because you stayed on the potter's wheel, amen, people say, you are glowing? It's the worst time in my life. How can you say I'm glowing? Because you're reflecting his image. In closing, after the pupil stage is complete, And he has taken shape and is ready to emerge. His body then gives off fluids that loosen it from its pupa casing. And the thorax expands, causing the shelter to split wide open. Let me tell you something, friends. Our lives should be so full of the spirit and the milk of the word of God that it literally breaks through any obstacles that hinders us from fulfilling our dreams, that will keep us back from becoming who he calls us to be, amen? You see, the head and the thorax are the first to emerge. Next, the butterfly, he pushes his legs out and pulls the rest of his body free. But notice that the head emerges first. And this is important to note because a renewed mind in Yeshua will break through any obstacle and it'll thrust you out of any situation, any depression, any mind bondage. Yes. God's word is the power source that will help you withstand any strength, any stress, excuse me, that the devil has sent your way. We must allow the old way of thinking, friends, that old exos- exoskeleton. We must allow it to be broken. Remember, the split begins near the head, so it has to begin with our thought life. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by the words, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So it is his word that we must transfer and declare from our mouth because the power of life and death is in our tongue. Amen. Gethsemane, and I want you to understand this. That though you may pass through the gates of Gethsemane, it does not mean that you will never return. For it seems as if one never, ever stops revisiting this place of dying to self. Finally, my brethren, victory or defeat is all going to be contingent upon your determination to keep going. Philippians 3 verses 20 through 21 says, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, who by the power that enables him to subject all things to himself will transform our lowly bodies to be like the glorious body his glorious body friends if you embrace your suffering you will find your destiny once again father i have delivered your word to your people i have obeyed your voice now lord sanctify them through your truth for thy word is truth Seal this word into the hearts of of the listeners today. And I pray that the cares of this life will not choke the seed, nor the vultures will come and steal it because the soil of the hearts of the listeners was already prepared to receive this word. Let this word remain, Lord God. Let it take root and grow mightily in Yeshua's name. Amen. I don't ever want to close this program without extending an invitation to pray for anyone who does not know Yeshua as Lord. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Friend, I want you to know that tomorrow is not promised to you and it is not promised to me. And like many traveling through life, we have all gone through things. We have all been in storms. We have all experienced pain. We have all experienced disappointment and, disappointment and, and sadness. But I want you to know that God, the father loves you and he has a plan for your life. As the word went forth today, oh, you are been, you have been a seed planted into your mother's womb and God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord to give you a future and a hope, but it is our sins. You see, it's our rebellion against God and his word that will keep us separated from him. Friends. But Yeshua is calling you he's saying come he says come all who are burdened and heavy laden and I will give you rest he says I am the door to the father no man can come to the father in heaven except they come through me the Bible says you must be born again and you must repent and be baptized for the remissions of your sins You see, salvation, forgiveness of sins and eternal life is a gift that is made available to anyone who repents, anyone who believes and confesses that Yeshua HaMashiach is Lord and that he died and rose from the dead to save mankind. You see, this gift cannot be earned. It cannot be bought by simply being good. It is a matter of faith and trust in a loving Savior. If you would like to receive Yeshua into your heart, I want you to pray this prayer with me. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your son, Yeshua. Your word says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on you right now. I am calling on you today. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash and cleanse me in your blood. I ask you, Lord Jesus, Yeshua, to come into my heart and be Lord over my life. And according to your word, I now confess with my mouth the Lord Yeshua and believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead. I confess and declare that Yeshua is Lord of my life. I thank you for the gift of salvation. Through the blood that was shed on calvary's cross and by faith i now receive this gift of eternal life in yeshua's name i am saved amen and amen if you have prayed this prayer with your whole heart i want to welcome you into the family of god this is the beginning of a new journey a new you God has now redirected your ship of life, but you will need discipleship. You will need to be baptized and fellowship with other believers so you can grow and learn more about God and his word. Amen. We would love to connect with you. If you don't have a home church and you live in the Grayson County, North Texas region, I recommend to you God's House of Faith and Worship Center located at 320 North Travis Street in Denison, Texas, and where uh Dwight Thomas is the senior pastor, and this is a biblically sound ministry that I love. Please use the contact links on our social media pages or website to let us know your testimony and how this ministry has influenced your life. To learn more, please visit nardagudson.com. That's www.nardagudson.com. Thank you for tuning in to Nardigus and Ministries Teaching Broadcast. I am Nardigus and your host. Be sure to tune in next week, same time, same place, for another powerful, life-changing, burden-removing, yoke-destroying, anointed Word of God where Yeshua is Lord and of His Kingdom there shall be no end. Shalom.